Welcome to Behind the Flag Podcast, sponsored by Get It Right Enterprises. Come on, join the crew and take the field during Friday Night Lights. We will learn from experienced guest presenters and mentors that will help you become a better football official, providing the tools to put you in the correct position to make the right call. Raise your officiating knowledge and strive to become the best football official and expert in National Federation High School rules. Learn the art of film breakdown, mechanics, and philosophies. You know, every year we have an entire off-season to get prepared. But in-season, you only have one chance to get it right. All right, good afternoon. We're back. Here we go with number 39, umpire, five-man mechanics, or five-man crew, umpire mechanics. Ken. Are we, Dennis, are we really at 39 already? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's higher than you could count. Pretty much. That's why I'm not a referee. I'll tell you that. Yep, number 39. Uh, tonight we have Leonard Longhorn. He is a New Mexico Officials Association football ref uh, umpire, referee, back judge, line of scrimmage. He does all five positions. He's also the Northwest Regional Football Signer. Um, he's also the Northwest Regional Baseball Signer. And when he's not on the football field, he's on the basketball field calling high school basketball games. He is also an umpire in the Lone Star Conference calling junior college and AIA Division Three and Division Two out of uh, the Lone Star. Um, I think that goes from Texas to southern New Mexico to Phoenix, Arizona. So when, when does he have time for a family life and to eat a meal with that kind of schedule? Oh, my gosh. Hats off to you, Mr. Longhorn. Yeah, it looks like he's officiating almost year-round with that schedule. So, Leonard, welcome to tonight's uh, webinar podcast number 39 of Behind the Flag, sponsored by Get It Right. Um, this is the winter 2020. Uh, we all should be on the football field calling uh, games, but high school games, but none of us are. And so we're trying to get football any way we can, um, anywhere we can. So I know you've been officiating a little bit up in Utah in the high school um, realm up there and uh, a couple games in Lone Star. Hey, guys, appreciate it. Ken and Dennis, thank you for the invite and allowing me to uh, talk some football especially umpire mechanics. Um, and yeah, it's usually pretty busy year round. Uh, football, baseball, try to sneak in some basketball here and there. Uh, really, I do basketball to try to stay in shape. Got to look slim like Ken every now and then. So, um, But uh, yeah, I appreciate it. You know, segment 39, that's, that's going to uh, be the good one. Um, but so let's uh, let's start off with umpire stuff. Um, usually, what I usually tell guys who are interested in talking or learning about 
umpire mechanics at the high school level or sub varsity junior junior high you know for a little league gaffle type stuff is uh you know always i don't sugarcoat it for him i'm like hey man if you, if you enjoy watching uh watching football like you do on the tv where you watch the ball go down the field you see the big big catches you know the one-handed catches or whatever probably not the position for you uh, because we get to look at the big heavy sweaty guys you know pushing on each other and uh, blocking all day so you know if you're if you're a between the trenches kind of guy you know you're that big big studly mean guy and you like watching that stuff then umpire is a great position for you well excuse me don't you guys just like set the ball down and then move out of the way so that that's part of it you know usually we have to correct the line of scrimmage guys on their spots um, because <laughs> give you goofy spots so you know, we try to make it easy for everybody and put it on a big line or put it on a hash mark um, but yeah we i mean really we're the center we keep everybody together we keep everybody in line I'll, I'll touch on that here in a little bit. As far as communication, you know, we're, we're kind of like the crew therapist because uh, we got to talk to the back judge. Uh, you know, we got to tell the referee uh, penalty enforcement because usually he's, you know, he's, he's the prima donna. Everybody's got to look at me, watch me do my signals, and, you know, we do the dirty work, get the ball spotted where it needs to be. Um, I heard somebody refer to the umpire position as the wheel. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, so pretty much we're pretty much the hub of the crew. Um, I got that from one of my, my mentors, uh, Frank Villar. Uh, um, and he talks about the umpire is the hub of the crew. I mean, so as far as communication, you know, I'm coming up to my referee. I'm making his job as easy as possible. Because, uh, you know, when my referee looks good, everybody looks good. So I'm coming up you know, uh, to him with the results of the play. You know, if we have a defensive pass interference, DPI, you know, I'm coming up to him. Uh, let's say Dennis is my my referee. I'm like, hey, Dennis, that's incomplete pass. The results of the play is incomplete pass. So he knows, you know, with DPI, we're going back to the spot of the, or the uh, previous spot. And, you know, you know, if it's a fumble, uh, whatever happens, I got to know what's going on to relay it to my referee so he can signal and communicate that with everybody. Um, same way with the line of scrimmage guys, you know, I like to give them a hard time about their, their spots and things. Um, but, you know, I got to communicate with my head linesman, uh, make sure we're on the correct down. You know, are we beyond or behind the, the tape on the chain? You know, are we long five or short five um blind judge you know communicating do we have a first down at the end of a run end of a pass you know if we're close you know make sure we're signaling um and i always like to tell everybody you know if i'm not hoarse at the end of the game from you know being that communicator then i i didn't do my job um so with that you know yeah, I'm talking to everybody, not only with my crew, I'm also talking to the kids. I mean, because I mean, this game's about the kids. So, you know, you make sure they're relaxed, you're communicating with them. Kid thinks he's being held on the inside, you know, watch him, watch him a couple of plays and let him, you know, talk to him like, hey, you know, he's grabbing you. He's not really, he's not restricting you. He's not hooking and turning. 
and he didn't take you down. So, you know, that's part of football. And, you know, you can offer him some advice of, you know, how to rip through it or whatever. But, you know, a lot of communication with your, you know, your D linemen, the linebackers. Uh, I like to pick on the safeties because they're usually little bitty guys, especially in high school. Uh, you know, I'm 6'3", uh, biscuit over 250. <laughs> so, you know, I like to like to talk to those little guys. I think it's a six pack of biscuits. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe a can of biscuits, but <laughs> so you know, with the back judge, make sure we've got the clock status, you know, we're straight on clock status, ball relays. Um, because you know, as kid knows, you know, those back judges, all they do is relay the ball back into me so I can put it where it needs to go. Um what'd you call him a blind judge? <laughs> that too. <laughs> So that's pretty funny. So yeah, with that, I mean, we got a lot of things that we, you know, as an umpire, we we got to make sure the crews, you know, uh, being fluid and we're you know flowing through the game as we need to. Uh, make sure we got communication through, you know, pe and penalty enforcements. Referee knows what's going on. Uh, back judge is communicating, and. Uh, yeah, and then we get to watch the uh, the big guys do the work up front. And so, you know, that's the, the meat and potatoes of it. But, you know, like I always tell them, you know, you get to watch all the, the big guys do work up front. You know, we don't get to watch the skilled players make great plays, which is fine. But, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's part of the job. And then, uh, you know, once they do register and they get uh, – get um, get on a you know a crew or whatever they start coming to meetings uh, you know always, always try to appoint a mentor to the new guys or you know I'll, I might try to be a mentor to somebody if you know if they have questions um, about officiating you know and so so as, as it's, say I come in brand new day one and I have a middle school game Tuesday night um, you know, walk me through your pre pre snap routine. So, as a first year guy, if you want to work uh, umpire, you know, I'm, I'm walking you through. I'm kind of talking you through. You know, maybe Monday night after after the meeting. You know, I'll, I'll give you a list of you know pre snap routine. So, uh, first and foremost, you know, you got to count your players. You're, Umpires are responsible for the offense, counting the offense with the referee and signaling, make sure you guys got 12. Um, you, there's a, a lot of different ways to do that. Some guys, you know, count two, five, two, two, or whatever. Um, I usually find my five ineligible guys, make sure they have their um, required numbers to be on the line. And then I'll find my skilled players, you know, if we have trips or twins. Uh, I like to see what kind of formation they're in. Um, as I'm counting them, I'm also checking to make sure chin straps are buckled, mouthpieces are in, you know, uh, pregame, I'm making sure they're not wearing tinted visors, uh, knee, knees are covered, you know, things like that. Uh, wristbands are on their wrists, not on their elbows or on their uh, biceps or anything. Um, so, Count your offense, check equipment, um, make sure your your spots, you know, there's five spots on the field. Um, as an umpire, 
you know, there's the hash marks closest to the press box, uprights, press box side, middle, uh, far upright, and the hash, hash marks, tick marks on the other side, away from the press box. So those five spots are where you should spot the ball every play. You know, if it's in between, it's, you know, your judgment to pick what spot it is, one through five. So, you know, if it's a long pass and that offense only has one game ball, you know, the, the, uh, the ball relay guys or back judges um, relays it in and I can relay it to my white hat. Now all I got to tell him is position, you know, position two, which he, he should know uh, through experience or pregame that, you know, you put it on the uprights closest to the press box side. So ball position, um, counting, you know, uh, counting, you know, I can't stress that enough. You need to do it every play. So, you know, whether you're watching football on TV or watching film, you know, uh, as soon as they get ready to break the huddle, you need to be counting players and, you know, and getting in that habit. So, you know, you're watching, watching a Monday night football game, you know, as soon as they come in line, you know, start counting your players. That way it becomes a habit. Um, so then you find your keys, you know, you got your, got your situational keys and you got your positional keys, you know, um, you got to be game awareness of what the offense likes to do, what, what you're down in distance. Um, a couple of these plays we'll show later, you know, there's, there's a, you know, second and long third and short or whatever, uh, what the office offensive tendencies are. And that way you can kind of key on which side you're looking for and, and you know, if they pull, which guards are, you know, are, are going to pull. So you kind of anticipate what's going to happen. So, um, and really your keys always, you know, think of it as a, a key starts your engine. So you got to find your keys. Um, you know, like I said, if it's, if it's a short yardage situation and they're, you know, the team's been running the ball good, you know, you're going to watch the, your, your key players, your, uh, would, always call them your tulips, your guard, center guard on the offense, but you're also watching the, you know, that one technique on defense or the nose guard, watching the two defensive tackles. So really you got five guys, maybe six of the Mike linebacker walks up who you're watching. So, um, and you go with your closest threat. So whoever's closest to the ball, whether he's in a one technique or over the center, that's where you want to start out and then work your way out. Um, so with that, you know, I try to try to break it down really simple for them. Um, first, you know, your first junior high game on a Tuesday, you know, I'm telling them, hey, that first series, just pick out a guy on the line, you know, pick out the right guard, left guard, or the center, and watch them through the entire play. You know, get in that habit of watching your keys and not watch, ball watching, you know, because if, you know, if the play comes up the middle, you're going to see it and you're going to be able to get out of the way. but you know, if they throw a screen pass or whatever to the outside, you have no business looking out there. So stay on your keys and then work out. Um, so once the that starts, um, you know, you got to have a good view of the, the snap. Once the center grabs the ball, you know, you kind of know where your keys are, but, you know, you're watching the center, make sure, making sure he doesn't pick up the ball, rotate it, you know, he spins it on the ground. Um, and that's something, you know, as a more 
experience you get, you can talk to your, your center and find out which way he likes the laces. You know, my game cards, I usually write it down. You know, I talk to him pregame. So if, if John for the visiting team likes his laces down, you know, I'll try to remember that and turn him down. And then if Joe from the home team likes his laces to the right, you know, I'll make sure they're to the right 90, 90, 95% of the time. Because I'm human, sometimes I'll forget. But uh, so once you set the table and you get all of that uh, taken care of, you know, it's a little bit easier to to uh, start getting in that flow of, you know, plays and things. Um, high school, you want to set up five to seven yards back. Um, I try to usually try to get about a yard or so behind the linebackers, maybe a yard and a half, depending on what kind of offense you have. If they run heavy, I like to be a little closer to the line. Um, and, I, and I talk to my linebackers. You know, if my linebacker's right in front of me to my left, I'm like, you know, I'll, I'll tell them, like, hey, I usually get his name, uh, and that's part of communication. You know, I'm like, hey, uh, hey, Tim, I'm on your right, right behind you. And, you know, usually they'll say, okay. And so um, that way I don't have to worry about getting run over or whatever. So five to seven yards back, you know, uh, your middle linebacker, I usually tell him, like, hey, man, you're my blocker tonight. Make sure nobody hits me or, you know, you're my protection. So, um and they kind of laugh, but, you know, you kind of open that rapport with them where, you, you know, you're talking, joking or whatever. So whichever way he moves, I'll move in the opposite. So if he goes forward, you know, I might step back. If he goes to the left, I'm moving right. Because, you know, just that way it opens up my view and my field of vision. Hey, Leonard, is, is that a trait of a good umpire is to have dialogue throughout the game with, yes. with the uh, participants? Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that's part of being, you know, that veteran official, being that communicator. You know, if you don't talk a lot, you're going to have trouble, you know, uh, communicating with the kids and especially calming them down. You know, you want to get to them before the emotions, before the, you know, the, you know, the, the, the high impact plays and things like that get into it. You know, you want to build that rapport with them. So, if, you know, you got a safety or a cornerback who's getting a little mouthy, you know, I can tell, you know, I can tell Tim, hey, Tim, can you go take care of him for me before I have to, you know, before we have to start throwing flags? And he's like, sure. And, you know, he'll go talk to him like, hey, cut it out because these guys are fixing to penalize you or whatever. And so, because usually your best player is your Mike linebacker, your middle linebacker. And, and you can kind of figure out who on the team just, you know, your go-to guy. So you want to build that rapport with them, talk to them. That way, you know, they can take care of, they can police their own team before you have to. And, and you do it on both sides. You know, you talk to your center, you know, during timeouts, I usually try to crack jokes with them, you know, like, hey, uh, you know, which one of you guys fell in lunch? You know, I heard coach was saying, when you guys are failing lunch, and, you know, it gets them all laughing and whatever. So they know, you know, you got a personality too. You're not just out there to, you know, throw the flags or, you know, tell them what to do. So once you get that rapport and, you know, you talk to the guys, because they'll tell you, like, hey, hey, ref, you know, uh, 75, his hands are getting high, it's getting in my face. I'm like, okay, sure, you know, I'll, I'll watch it. And But you got to also watch it too, you know. So you can watch them a couple plays when, you know, later you tell them, like, hey, I watched it and I didn't see anything. And, you know, sometimes they're like, okay, yeah, 
well, he does it sometimes. So I'm like, all right, well, I'll watch it as much as I can and you know, then go on from there. So, but it makes your game go a lot smoother when you have that rapport. So even at the next level, you know, I try to, I'll do some homework, find out who my, you know, my All-American is or whoever on the, on the team is. And, you know, I'll, I'll go in their bios on the school website and whatever and try to find out if he's majoring anything. And, you know, working for the police department, I'm always pushing criminal justice if they didn't, they're not declared a major. I'm like, hey, man, you should look into criminal justice and whatever. So, you know, then it, you know, gets you away from football. And, you know, like I said, it builds that rapport and, you know, makes your, makes your games go a lot smoother. And that's, you know, and that, that just comes with experience because when you first start out, I mean, you got so many things going through your head. Well, I forgot to count my offense. Um, I don't know what my right guard did. You know, he, he took off. I have no idea where he's at, you know. And then you're thinking about, you know, position of the ball, where it goes, where it comes back to, you know, penalty enforcement. So, so once, yeah, you get that experience, you know, all of it just kind of falls into place once, you, once it becomes a habit. You really don't have to think about it. So, uh, yeah, pre-snap, seven yards back. Tell your middle linebacker, use your safety net, and uh, try to stay between your guards. Uh, I know a lot of guys try to get wide to help out the, the R with that outside tackle, but, you know, hopefully your wings don't bail too early and kind of and can help out with that tackle, and that way you can take care of everything in the middle. Um, like I said, move op uh, opposite of players and – you know your keys positional you know position wise positional keys and situational keys so do you guys want to watch some film yeah so yeah let's jump in some film yeah so i just had a quick question for you sure. um, did you talk a little bit about i guess the line of scrimmage um and how your position, your mechanics um, would work when the line of scrimmage has to leave the, the line of scrimmage officials have to leave the line of scrimmage to go downfield for a pass or, um, yeah, I guess just a deep pass and there's nobody there to monitor the line of scrimmage uh, and what the mechanics is for the umpire on that situation. Sure. Yeah, that's a great question. So, um, Pass responsibility for as far as line of scrimmage, um, you know, if, if there's, you know, go routes and it's late in the game, uh, you know, the quarterback's going to roll whichever way to try to get more into the ball or whatever, or pocket collapses, you know. Uh, first of all, you got to read pass, you know, if it's a situational thing or, you know, um, or whatever this case may be, you know, if you're, if your center snaps the ball, pops straight up, and your guard stands straight up and retreat, you know, that's that's pretty much a pass, um, you know. And if they if they just pop up and, you know, don't even touch the defensive lineman, you know, you've got to train yourself, watch film, uh, learn through experience that, you know, hey, a screen's coming up. And honestly, I hate screens, but, you know, teams like to run them. So, uh, once you read pass, you want to kind of move up in your linebackers or bell where they're supposed to be in their coverage. So it kind of opens up the middle for you. Um, 
I don't like to move a whole lot unless I have to. So once I read past, I'm, you know, my senses come up to, okay, well, you know, we're, I'm watching the blockers. I'm watching, you know, my first initial threat. Um, you know, if they start pushing them one way or whatever, and I see a, uh, an opening on one side, you know, I'm not a running back. I'm not going to run to daylight. I'm probably going to run the opposite so I can see um, because, you know, if the quarterback runs up the middle, he's going to run where that opening is, and I don't want to be standing in the middle because I'm probably going to win that battle. But anyway, so I want to go the opposite, and I want to, you know, your pre-snap read is to know where your line of scrimmage is at. You know, I talk to myself uh, constantly while I'm standing back there, and that's probably why the linebackers think I'm – I'm probably one of them. They probably think I'm crazy just like them because I'm back there talking. Like, okay, the line of scrimmage is at the 48. Um, the old line can't get past the, the plus 49, um, you know, just things like that for, as far as legal man downfield. So if it goes to scrimmage, uh, you know, the play breaks down or whatever, and quarterback scrimmage, uh, scrambling, I'm coming up finding the 48, the negative 48, and, you know, trying to straddle that line to watch where the ball's released. Because I know – hopefully during the week talking to my line of scrimmage guys, if they bail, they don't have to come back and, you know, watch that. I'll, I'll, I'll have the line of scrimmage. So, um, but yeah, I usually just straddle it and, you know, by rule, the quarterback's got to be completely past the line of scrimmage when he releases the ball for it to be a legal forward pass. So if he's straddling, straddling the line, I'm letting it go. And, you know, it's, it's a judgment call you know, as far as, you know, how far he is past the line of scrimmage. But, you know, you got to consider most high school films going to be at the 50-yard line. So either way, you know, if it's at the line of scrimmage is at the 30 either side, you know, the optical is going to push him or make him see, seem further than he is or not as far. So, but, you know, it looks better if you're standing right there straddling the line of scrimmage you know, and really focusing in on that. And, uh, yeah, and in, in situational awareness, you got to know where your line of scrimmage is at because you're that, you're that one guy that can make that call. And it looks bad when you're standing at the 50 trying to make that call when the line of scrimmage is at the 48. So, um, and same thing with, you know, uh, screen pass. Hopefully your line of scrimmage guys stay on, you know, on a, on a screen pass bubble screen or something and your lineman to release you know if it and you got to wait for your line of scrimmage guys to you know signal whether it's forward or backwards because it, you know the passes past the line of scrimmage and your guys are three and a half four yards deep because they're just releasing to go block downfield you know now we got you know legal player downfield and that's you know that's your call but you can't make that call if you don't know where that yard line is. So mentally, you know, it's a little easier in college because we get to sit eight yards deep. And, you know, the yard line you're standing on is usually that IDP line. And then you can find your five-yard line for, you know, blocks below the waist. But high school, I mean, it's more of a mental thing to keep, keep mental note of where the line of scrimmage is. Got it. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> 
But yeah, I think you said you had some film to kind of go through a little bit and uh, break down some of the key positions. And so I think you should be able to share your screen. Well, you during that, there's a question in the chat room. With all the duties you just stated that umpires do, why don't you guys get paid more than the rest of the crew? Oh, we uh, we usually eat more than the rest of the crew because you know we're usually bigger and sexier than everybody else in the crew. So uh, yeah, we really don't want the money. We just you know, eat just the food. Food. That's that is awesome. Exactly. We're e we're easy to please. <laughs> so I think let me see here are you able to share uh, should be Sorry, I don't think there's any any other um I think broad umpire mechanics that we could really go into. There's, there's of course, other positions like goal line, umpire mechanics, um, fill goals, extra points. Um, you know, real quick, if you could just talk about your mechanics on a on a field goal attempt. So on a field goal attempt. Uh, pretty much the same thing, you know, you want to be close enough to the line. Uh, usually when I'm spotting the ball, pre-game wise, I usually talk to the, you know, the snappers if I can. Um, or in that snapping situation during the game, I'll ask them like, hey, you know, hey, what's your name? You know, if he tells me, you know, I'll, I'll try to note that prior to uh, the game. Um, but usually, you know, I usually I like to go first name basis. You know, I don't say hey snapper or whatever. But um, so spot the ball, let them know like hey, um, I'm here to protect you. So you know, do what you need to. Uh, I'll look at my uh, white hat and make sure he's set. You know, he'll point me off or whatever. And as I'm backing out to get my my five yards uh, cushion. I'm telling my defensive lineman, like, hey, don't touch my snapper. Don't hit my snapper. Better stay off my snapper. Um, just so they get that, you know, they can, they can hear me and they know I'm watching. So, um, and a lot of times, you know, with these kids, you know, you, if you just talk to them and they know you're there, they're less likely to do stuff. Um, so I go back for PATs, uh, depends on what crew you have. Usually they'll – it's the only time I get to blow my whistle, so uh, I do it the best I can. PAT, as soon as the ball's kicked and it clears me, um, I'm blowing my whistle. Uh, as soon as I'm done with my whistle, you know, I'm, I'm telling the kids, hey, you know, kicks away, kicks away. And, um, and I'm walking up, you know, making sure everybody's separated and we don't have any uh, late hits or anything like that. So um, a lot of it's just being vocal. Um, with these kids so and as far as say like a scrimmage kick I'll, I'll say the same thing I'll put the I'll find out which way he likes the laces uh, spin the ball where he likes it as I'm backing out you know making sure checking numbers uh, for the number exception 
and, and I'm, I'm telling my, my defensive guys, like, hey, don't hit my snapper, don't hit my snapper. And so uh, punts, I usually back out about 10 yards. That way I get a little bit uh, more cushion to see if it's a fake or anything. Um, that way I can help out if I need to. Um, so um, once the ball's away, ball's cleared my head, I wait for that first wave of players to, to uh, pass me, and then I turn and then uh, usually help out with, the, with every, all the action in the middle of the field. Is there much difference between a four-person four crew and a five-person crew for umpire mechanics, other than maybe the, the kickoff? Uh, no, not really. Um, really, uh, four-man mechanics, uh, you know, I usually try to cheat to the, uh, the line judge side. And you, got, you also got your white hat on that side. So, um, yeah, you, you're really more responsible for the stuff that happens in the middle. Um, and you got to be a little bit more aware of, you know, uh, the – the blindside blocks and you know things like that around the ball because back judges or the uh, line judges back there a lot of times they four-man crews have uh, newer officials so they're not really sure what they're supposed to be watching and you know they're just watching the ball so uh, hopefully you got an experienced umpire who will kind of be that hybrid umpire back judge and help out with blindside blocks and things like that because really, you know, at the end of the day, you want your crew to look good, you know, and, you know, if you need to fish in somebody's pond, you know, it, it's to help the crew. Right. And Could you tell us where, where you line up on kick, kickoffs uh, in both four-man and five-man? So five-man mechanics, uh, I'm at the 20-yard line press box side. Uh, four-man mechanics will be the 20-yard line opposite of the press box. And what are your responsibilities at each position? And so on, on uh, free kicks, I have all the way to the pylon, um, up to in a diagonal 45 up to the 20, and then at, at the at the five man position. Yes, at the five man. Uh, yes, at the five man position, I get um, from the pylon 45, all the way to the up to the 20 yard hash mark, and then you're up to hash to the 35. Okay. And so you have that area there. Um, four man, it's it's a little different. You got a little bit wider area. It's more. Um, you got end zone, back of the end zone, all the way up to the thirty, just in that big block area, sideline, hash mark, from the thirty all the way to the back of the end zone. If you're doing your job correctly as an umpire. Um, how tired are you after a game, and are you literally going sideline to sideline if there's mixed colors? I mean, how much workout is there? Um, the old days of, you know, the, the heavier, you know, you put the big guy that's unathletic and doesn't move very well in the middle, those days are over. I mean, you're pretty much, if you want to be a good umpire, you're going to be sideline to sideline. You know, you're going to help out with, uh, you know, the, the play that ends out of bounds, um, helping out with, you know, separating colors, uh, getting the kid out of the, you know, opposing sideline if he runs there. Uh, and it kind of depends on your, your crew. 
Um, if you got a white hat that moves really well, sometimes it'll help, but um, you know, you're kind of the enforcer. So if there's anything, you know, players or whatever in an area, you want to make sure you want to be vocal and you want to be right by them, you know, yelling. I'm like, all right, plays over, plays over, uh, plays up the middle. I used, I like to come up, you know, holler and, you know, like, plays over, you know, help each other up, push off the ground, don't push off each other, you know. And I'll even get in there and, you know, help out a kid or you know, I'll find the biggest kid that's laying on the ground and pull him up just because I like to show off. But, you know, and then that kind of sets the tone with the kids. Like, hey, he's in here to, you know, help us and, and he's watching. Um, but, you know, you got to be vocal and kind of send back and you know, vocal, be vocal with them uh, and let them know you're there. And then they got, you got to be a presence too. So, so yeah, I mean, uh, you know, if you wear your Fitbit, you're going to get, probably you know, four or five miles a game, uh, just sideline to sideline because you're every five yards, you know, you got to go you know, get the ball. Uh, I like to be an overachiever. I always tell my white hats, hey, just stand back there and look pretty. I'll do everything else. So I, I don't let my white hats spot the ball, mostly because they don't know where to spot the ball anyways. You know, my pet peeve is when you don't put the ball on the inside of the hash where it's supposed to be, and they just stick it wherever, you know, that it drives me nuts. So, and I usually let them know about it, but, um, but yeah, I mean, you, you should be pretty tired. Um, and that, and that comes with, you know, if you want to be good at your position, you got to own your position. You know, you gotta, you gotta be the, the field general during, you know, enforcement, penalty enforcements, you know, your job is to, you know, put the ball where it needs to be. So I take it upon myself to, you know, get it wherever I, I'm supposed to get it at the end of the play and take it to where it needs to be, you know. And with that, you know, you still got a dead ball officiate. You know, that's, that should be number one. You know, I'm not saying, you know, run, just run straight to the ball, get it, and then go run and put it back to your spot. You know, I'll come up to a dead ball spot, you know, vocalize, hey, play's over, you know, help each other, got, you guys help each other up. You know, good run. Hey, that was a good hard tackle. Way to keep your head up. You know, I'm always complimenting the players. And usually the players, will, you know, will hand you the ball when the, when the play's over. So, you know, uh, if they just leave it on the ground, I make sure, you know, to make it a point to go talk to that kid. Like, hey, you know, help me out by, you know, giving me the ball after the play. You know, don't just leave it on the ground. And, uh, and you know, out of respect, you know, they usually do that. You know, like, all right, all right, Mr. Official, here's the ball. Or, you know, they'll, they'll stand up and look for me, you know, while I, while I work. And once players and colors separate, I usually end up with the ball anyways. And then, you know, I'll wave off my white hat and go put it where it needs to be on the hash or whatever. But I also, you know, not in a hurry where we're not out of position to officiate the next play. So I, you know, my other, one of my other mentors, uh, Roscoe Meisenhower, is a Pac-12 umpire, and uh, he always wears a towel. And I did when I started out because, it, you know, I can clean the ball off when I needed to. But now with the 40-second play clock, it's starting right after the end of the play. You know, I like to hustle over to my spot. And, you know, if my wings aren't in position or my white hat's not back where it needs to be, you know, I look around to make sure everybody's set. You know, even though the players are probably standing there waiting on me, I'll get my towel and wipe it off like there's, you know, especially with, you know, COVID and everything. 
would like to clean the ball off, like you know, make it look like I'm getting, getting spit or sweat off of it. Set the ball, because by rule, but once I set the ball, they can snap it. You know, set the ball back out and be ready for the next play, not hurry up and spot it and you know, everybody's out of position, then the snap happens and you know, we miss a play or something. So, so yeah, it's a, it's a lot of, lot of running, a lot of lateral movement. Um, you know, that's, that's why, that's why I do other sports to try to stay active, stay in shape, um, get some gym time in. That way I can, I can fly around when it, when it counts on Friday. Not, not too many officials want to be umpires because of the physic physicality of it and the potential danger and uh, potential injuries. So, you know, can you just, those people that are on the fence, could you uh, just give us a couple of encouraging words on, you know, why should, we, why should we become an umpire? So as an umpire, you have the best seat in the house. I mean, you're in the middle of all the action. You get to hear all the grunting, the pads popping, you know, all, you know, the feet hitting the turf. And you're literally five, six yards away from all the action. And, you know, yeah, there's some, you know, there's a few times where, you know, you get a close call, the ball zipped by your head by, you know, the RPO pop pass or whatever. But, you know, that gets your adrenaline going. You know, it, it heightens your senses to be, to be ready for things like that. You know, I, luckily I haven't been hit by a pass, but, you know, I've had a couple zing by my head. Um, had some you know, big tight ends at the next level run by me. And, you know, you can feel their jerseys hit your arm or whatever as they go by you. But, you know, that that really gets your blood pumping. You know, you're not worried about getting run over, uh, getting hit. Um, uh, high school running backs sometimes, you know, they, they run with their head down, they come through the middle, and you don't know which way to go. And, you know, there's, there's times where they, you know, they might glance off of you or whatever, but, as you move up, your, the player skill level moves up. So, you know, if you just be still, they'll cut off of you and you know, the defensive players will go around you too. So, um, but it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's, it's, it's where the action is. You know? And you don't have to listen to coaches crying on the sideline. <laughs> you get to talk to, you know, the players. You don't have to listen, listen to the fans, you know. Uh, you don't, you're not standing by 60 sweaty kids on the sideline. You know, you got – probably six standing around you and you know those six kids are you know they're 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 your buddies that the whole 48 minutes that you're out there so i'll be honest you can hear the passion in your voice oh yeah how you love the position it's it's the greatest position ever i mean you know yeah i work some white hats here and there but i mean really it's it's nothing like being in the middle uh and you know knowing that you're your performance and how you work is will reflect on your crew. Cause if you're, you know, you're busting your tail in the middle, doing what you need to, you know, it kind of heightens your, your crew's uh, awareness and, you know, it maximizes their efforts because, you know, they're, they're looking inside like, man, Leonard's working his, his tail off. You know, I need to do that out here too, or as a back judge or, you know, or an R, you know, he's going to appreciate you because, you know, he gets stand back and look pretty, make his signals and, you know, wind the clock while you're, you're doing all the work. So, and it makes, yeah, it makes your crew look amazing. 
Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, we, we kind of kid um, with our with each other within our crew about, you know, who has the toughest position, you know, but, you know, umpires really do a lot of, a lot of work in there, a lot of communication, a lot of dead ball officiating, preventive officiating. And, you know, um, every position on the field is important and we all have a lot that we need to do pregame, pre-snap and dead ball. So, I mean, you really dove deep tonight into a lot of, a lot of mechanics, a lot of communication stuff. So we really appreciate your time and, and effort you, you gave us tonight and, and the explanation you, that you gave to the um, high school officials. Um, you know, we just, we, we really don't know how, where you find the time to do all these sports and officiating um, here around. There's a lot of work, um, especially a lot of work to learn. You know, your mechanics um, and three or four different states at two or three different levels from high school to um, college. Um, Cause some states have different, different philosophies, different mechanics and stuff like that. So there's, there's been a lot of time that it seems like you put into, to learn umpire in different, um, different areas of the country. So we really appreciate you coming on and, and expanding and giving back and, and sharing your knowledge at the umpire position. Hey, I appreciate it, and uh, really, it's not work if you're passionate about it. Yeah. It's a lot of fun, and you know, it's it's joy to do this, have this avocation, and really appreciate you guys inviting me and letting me talk uh, umpire mechanics because you know it's a passion, and I could probably wait another forty five minutes to an hour if I wanted to. So, yeah, um, I agree. I mean, we could talk all night on on any position, um, just because there's just so much to talk about. But again, um, thank you on behalf of the New Mexico Officials Association, Diana Pappas' office. Um, she will be listening in um, to the recording and the New Mexico uh, football's officials, um, you know, they really appreciate every clinician that comes on and, and explains some of the things that you won't find in any any books anywhere, any rule books or mechanics or philosophies and those little nuggets and like, you know, just learning a kid's name, you know, just to build that rapport, just to make the game flow a little bit smoother. So again, thank you. Um, we have quite a few of these recordings to get us through the winter and through the holiday season. Um, we appreciate you spending another Saturday with us and we'll talk to you next week and good luck on the field thank you, thank you leonard we'll see you on the field we appreciate your time and hey, thank you guys appreciate it have a good week all we'll see you next saturday